This week on Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking News of the Week, TV of the Week, Oscars and Razzie's results, That 90s Show Episode 8, and another digital review of Scream 6. Another, di- another, digi- another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Another Digital Citizen, episode 388. 388, Luke. 388. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Mm hmm. Uh, interesting facts about uh, 388. Uh, Magnus Maximus died. Yeah. Who? Is that a Roman soldier of some type? Of Roman case? Roman emperor. Emperor. All right. Yeah, August the twenty eighth. If you put another three backwards over the first three, then it's eight eighty eight. That's another fun fact. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure that's a fact. Well, it it's it is a fact. If you did okay. that, that would happen. So that's factual. Okay. Um. Bus routes in America. Are you famous? Are you good with bus routes in America? Oh, I, th- I thought you said bus rootin', like the fighter for a second. <laughs> no, bus routes. Okay, bus routes. Yeah, it's the North County tr- Transit District bus. It goes from Pala Casino uh, till Excondo Transit Center, and this is in. Uh, what was it that I found out? California. I'm sure there's a bus 388 in lots of places, but sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Selena Gomez dethrones Kyle Jenner as most followed female uh, on Instagram with 388 million fans. That's pretty big. Yeah. Is that followers? I... 388 million followers? Mm-hmm. That seems, on Instagram. That seems That's wrong to, people. to me, but okay. Why? Isn't, like, uh, Charlie D'Amelio have, like, a hundred... Wasn't it a big deal she got a hundred million followers, remember? So yeah, having 388 on, million? I, I, I think that was on TikTok, right? Yeah, but TikTok's... People get way easier followers on TikTok than on Instagram. Like the but it, Instagram has been more around. Longer. I guess I guess it's been around longer. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I found this restaurant that I uh, had a deep dive in <laughs> this week. Uh, it's called uh, Three Eighty Eight Restaurant. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, it's in New York. Um, it might be in New York. Is, We're not yes. sure if it still actually exists. Soup of the day is fifteen dollars. Do you think that's uh, uh, for New York? Probably it depends on. Yeah, yeah maybe. I, I don't think it's expensive for New York. Probably. Uh, I think it's kind of funny because uh, one of their uh, so one of their things is I I went through their menu. And uh, they were like, uh, they have some party packages uh, with corporate uh, events and special occasions. Okay. And it says, and it says here, 
thinking of having a special occasion or corporate uh, event. Le let 388 provide you of the best staff and service to make your event m memorable. So I went a little like, okay, wh what do you get? Uh, you can get different packages, uh, family style, uh, with anti-pasta. Uh, there's a lot of pasta in, in, in here. But I went down to additions. So uh, open bar plus $45 per person. I think that's cheap for an open bar. Uh, probably. I guess yeah. it depends on, um, how, how many... How open it is. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I'm assuming it's a, like, actual full bar that, like, is connected to this restaurant, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I um, can see even down here, there's, like, a whole wine list that's, like, pretty massive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it must be. It, but, uh, and, and, and things like that, but... For the valet service, they want a hundred and fifty dollars. I'm like, what? That seems for very the whole expensive. night. No, that seems yeah. cheap to me for the whole night. Uh, uh, admis uh administrative fee for hundred and fifty dollars. That just sounds like hmm? a, a random <laughs> fee for nothing. <laughs> but yeah. You, you you can go to uh, 388restaurant.com if you you want to go and look at their menu. So that's what I've been doing this week. <laughs> Looking at a restaurant that may or may not even exist because <laughs> yes, yes. If you go to contact us, their Google Map link is completely broken and they haven't fixed yep. it. Which makes nope. me think that they're not keeping up to date on this website, which makes me think that the restaurant may or may not ex actually <laughs> exist. So, Who knows? In New York, it's pretty hard to get the restaurant going, I would guess, because there's like 6,000. Well, they say any restaurant, like the first two months, like 60% of restaurants go out of business. So, But I've also heard it that if you make it there, you can make it everywhere. So there's also that. I heard that in a play <laughs> in the song mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so how's your week been uh all right working yeah working and playing you know what i mean yeah uh-huh yeah uh we had a, f a fun saturday that was fun I, what did we do oh we watched a show for saturday yeah we'll yes. talk about that in a little bit we will mm-hmm uh, today's been a, a weird day. So, <laughs> uh, on on Wednesdays, uh, other than doing this podcast, they always come with med medications. So it's like uh, the Wednesday day, and I have made sure that if they come, come they they know I do this podcast. So uh, they make sure to to be. Uh, early on Wednesdays and uh, they came at uh, I think like 11 ish I would guess and I was like hey uh, okay they were going to do other things with me and things like that and uh, I was like where is the medication and they like oh uh, 
uh, when uh, we went to uh, the pharmacy to get your medication today, they were just robbed. <laughs> and I was like, what? Huh, okay. Yes, the pharmacy you usually get medication from uh, was like six police cars there and and yoo-hoo. So uh, they can get in to get my medication because of a robbery in Lilamer. That happens very, very, very uh, not often. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wonder how how it all went down, like what they stole and everything. I guess maybe we could, if it's in the news next week, keep an eye out. Maybe we'll find out. Uh, it was on on uh, it was on uh, the Lillehammer uh, newspaper site, but I'm not going to pay for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> they are a pay site. Gubbranstalen Dagningen, as it's called. Well, if it just happened, maybe by next week there'll be some free th- thing available. We'll see. I, yeah, I'm sure they don't have all the information as of yet, anyway. So by next week. Yeah, no, uh, the person I talked to said that it was like two youth people that was pretty young that was behind it. I guess I'm not surprised uh, that it was young people, but what does that really mean, young people? I mean, they're not, I'm guessing they're not five-year-olds. It's probably, you know, <laughs> somebody 19 or 20, 21. Yeah. Five, five years old uh, uh, is a new target audience for the gun lobby in Norway. Yeah. Okay. That sounds, the gun lobby that sounds, in Norway. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very big gun lobby in Norway. I don't know how hard it is to get a gun in Norway. I just know it's pretty hard. Was this an armed robbery? Is that what you're saying? Or you don't yes. know? Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it like six police cars there? Oh, um, I mean, that could just could be they didn't have anything better to do. <laughs> Are you saying that I live in a little town or something? I'm, I'm just saying maybe they didn't have anything better to do. <laughs> you are 110% correct, by the way. Anyway, let's go to the news of the week. It's like, uh, have you have you ever seen the movie Cops, uh, the Swedish movie? No. There, there's a Swedish movie called Cops where they invent uh, uh, the police invent crimes so the uh, crimes that they take goes up so they get more money. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that actually yeah. happens in certain places. <laughs> so maybe that's what I did. <laughs> Who knows? Anyways, let's go into the news. Uh, Ukraine uh, denies involvement in the Nord Stream pipeline blast. We talked about this last week, so I'm guessing this is an update? It says, yeah, this is an update. We said or the U.S. said last week that they believed it was pro-Ukrainian groups that blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. An advisor to Ukrainian President Zelensky is questioning recent reports 
that this group was behind the undersea bombing of the Nord Stream pipelines in September. In a written response to questions from NPR, the advisor also oh, categorically denied that Zelensky and his government knew of any plans to sabotage the pipelines. Mm -hmm. uh, they said the reports by New York Times and Germany's Zeit newspaper had, quote-unquote, lots of assumptions and uh, anonymous conjecture, but not real facts. What do you think about that? Hmm. Yeah, no, I I guess I, I don't think it was Ukraine to be 110% honest. I, I more believe that it was America with the help of Norway to, to be 100% to be honest. I believe that better. Uh... The Ukrainians said that the accusations seem to be aimed at distracting Europeans from supporting Ukraine and to mm. paint Russia as a victim. I don't know if that is what wow. it was. Mm. He said the Russia that Russia used similar false flag operations to launch its full-scale invasion of Ukraine. It planned multiple provocations, lied that Ukraine was a threat to Russia, and began launching missile attacks on our country, peaceful city. So he's saying... They lied right. about that. Why wouldn't they lie about this? But um, there is no evidence. I, I, I would have absolutely no problem believing that it, uh, Russia sabotaged himself. I would have absolutely no problem believing that. But I have seen absolutely no proof of it. So there is that. I think there's more evidence to show... Or there's more circumstantial evidence the other way. to Like yes. supporting the idea that it was the U.S. because they had right. more to gain, number one. Russia had yeah. a lot more to lose and less to gain, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why they would have done it. If they did do it, uh, mm. I, I, I can understand why the U.S. would do it. The other thing is, as far as, like, Ukraine goes, this, is, mm -hmm. this was, like, a really uh, intensive mission that would take... That would require people who are highly skilled in not only diving, but also right. explosives. So we're talking about people yeah. who are uh, trained militarily at a very high level. And I don't think that Ukraine's military is at that level to have those type of people accessible to them without, like, the U.S.'s help or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, look, when I say holiday destinations, uh, Iran is the first one that comes into mind, I'm going to guess. If it was the 1960s, I guess, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty low on my I, uh, list of places, uh, places I want to uh, go. Uh, it's, it's, it's in the middle of everything. It's like... Turkmenistan, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iraq, Kuwait, and Saudi Arabia is just like around it with Iran there as a small little country. And it's it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it sounds like a good place to go right now with all that's going on. No, definitely not. I don't think Saudi Arabia is that great of a place to go either, though, even though no. a lot of people think so. They're like, oh, Vacation destination, Dubai. You know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. That's one of the 
reasons I was against the uh, World Cup being there, but uh, uh, Iran and Saudi Arabia has been kind of uh, against each other for many, 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 many years. Decades, I would say. Yeah. Decades, yeah. But uh, it seems like there's a peace deal. Iran and Saudi Arabia on Friday agreed to reestablish diplomatic relations and reopen embassies in either's, either's country after years of tension between each other, including a devastating attack in the heart of Tehran. Mm -hmm. The deal struck in Beijing this week, so they got together in China. Uh, amid a ceremony for National People's Congress represent a major diplomatic victory for the Chinese as the Gulf states perceived the United States slowly withdrawing from the Middle East. Yeah, because we're all moving all of our troops to Ukraine. It also comes <laughs> as diplomats have been trying to end a years-long war in Yemen, a conflict which both sides are deeply entrenched. The two countries released a joint communication with China on on the deal which apparently brokered uh, oh China apparently brokered the agreement Chinese state media did not immediately report the deal Iranian state media posted images and video describing what had been taking place in China at the meeting it showed mm -hmm. the secretary of Iran's supreme national security Co council with Saudi officials and Chinese officials at that state TV named as Wan Yi. Uh, Saudi Arabian officials did not immediately respond for a request for comment to the Associated Press. Shortly after the Iranian announcement, Saudi state media began push publishing uh, the same statement. Here's the Iranian statement off their tel of Iranian television. It says, after implementing the uh, implementing of the decision, the foreign minister of both nations will meet to prepare an exchange of ambassadors. So, to open up the the you know the talks between the two. Right. There's a there's a program in in Norway that's called News Eighteen, and it's every day Monday to Friday where they talk about like topics of the day and things like that and uh there was someone there that was talking about how ironic because Nor norway gives away the peace prize for for people that don't know so how ironic it would be if, if china gets the peace prize <laughs> oh that would be funny uh yeah i there's a lot of people comparing this to the rise of the U U.S. empire and the fact mm -hmm. that we went around and did a lot of peacemaking um, in the come up after, like, uh, in between World War One and World War II, in in between World War One and World War Two, when we were just mm -hmm. starting to establish ourselves as like a major world power, we were going right. around like creating peace in different places and people respected that of course we don't do that anymore but now china's doing it and people are seeing that as like maybe china is doing this more in a way to establish world power and be seen as like the good guy instead of that yeah. they actually care about peace which i guess it could be seen that way but at the same time i've been hearing peace in the middle east chant since i was a baby, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and this is the closest I've, I've ever yeah, yeah. heard of it actually happening. So, yeah, 
Yeah, now who was the villains again in Team America? Or when it all came down to it, it was China. So maybe in the next one where it will be Team China instead. Is that what you're thinking? Maybe. Right? Uh, it's possible. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about Trump Lump. Uh, Trump uh, will probably not talk to the grand jury in the Stormy Daniels case, uh, says lawyer. I thought he had to. He had to testify in multiple trials in in the last couple of years and hasn't. So, ah. I mean, he was supposed to testify in front of the January 6th committee, remember? That never happened. Right. So, uh, but former President Donald Trump probably will not testify before the grand jury that is considering indicting him over hush money to uh, his alleged former mistress, um, his attorney. Is it alleged if both of them said it happened? Uh, I don't know. I guess in this, in the sense of this court case, it is still alleged. Alleged. Right. Okay. Maybe not okay. outside of this court case, but in the terms of like, uh, there, there's still an active trial going on, then it's alleged, right? Got it. Right. Got it. Got it. Uh, his attorney says we have no plans on participating in that proceeding, the decision needs to be made still. There is no deadline set, set, so we'll wait and see. The Manhattan, that's from his lawyer. A Manhattan mm. grand jury is investigating the 130000 that went to Stormy Daniels just before the 2016 election. Uh, Michael Cohen, a former Trump attorney who made the payment, testified Monday for about three hours before the grand jury. His lawyer is expected to return Wednesday to continue his testimony. The grand jury is investigating whether the hush money amounted to improper campaign contribution and was planned uh, and was planned in order to evade campaign finance law. So mm. it, it, the real thing is like, did he do this specifically during an election year to help his campaign? Uh, did he use this money from his campaign to pay somebody off, which would be mm -hmm. illegal uh, against campaign finance law, obviously. Yeah, no, I uh, I have said it many times before. If we want to t take Trump on something, go for this. Like this, this I agree on. Like him trying to pay people off, uh, bribing people with money is is where people should focus. I I don't know exactly how the laws go with this um, as far as... Sure. Because it's not like he's getting in trouble specifically for um, bribing her or something like that. It's just that he was using money from his campaign, campaign. to pay. Campaign, yeah. Right, yeah, so if yeah. he would have just used money, his own money... His own money, Then it yeah. would have been an issue, so... Well... Not criminal. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. So the thing Morally, is, it, but... <laughs> it's kind of a technicality he's getting in trouble yeah. on, you know, where, like, the actual, yeah. like, kind of dirty and gross part of it is mm. actually not against the law. <laughs> but uh, maybe he will move to Berlin, uh, look, because I know he loves tits. Uh, women in Berlin will soon be allowed to go topless at city swimming pools. Like men, the Berlin state government said, 
New bathing rules allow everyone to go swimming without covering their torsos following a discrimination complaint by a woman who is not allowed to go topless in a swimming pool. So the woman mm-hmm. who has who has not been identified has turned to the Senate's the Senate office for equal treatment to demand that women like men can swim topless. The Berlin Senate for Justice, Diversity, and Anti-Discrimination said in a written statement, in reaction to the complaint, the in reaction to the complaint, the Berliner Bidrud, wow, that's Badrer Bertrichben B, Babber Betribi, Babber Betribi. Which runs the city pools uh, decided to change its clothing <laughs> rules. The office uh, welcomes the decision of the Baber Tribi because it established equal rights for all Berliners, whether male, female, or non-binary, and because it also creates legal certainty for the staff. So mm. they're saying it, it, they don't. Because the staff has to enforce these rules, it makes it easier for them to... Because they're like, I, I do I have to... Inf- especially when it's a non-binary person, how mm. do you decide which rule to enforce? See what I'm saying? Yes, I do understand what you're saying. So for the people who have to enforce it now, it's just like, yeah, whoever, it, you don't have a shirt on, great. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of uh, something I posted in the pod links. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's related, at least. Uh, uh, the Junos, that is, uh, like, uh, the Canadian uh, version of of the, not the Oscars, uh, the uh, uh, Grammys. Okay. Uh, had a, had a, a protester uh, uh, jumping on, on stage while uh, Avril Lavigne was, uh, uh, was uh, on stage. And she told the woman to go the fuck out of stage into the microphone. <laughs> she told her to get off the stage? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. What well, was she protesting? Did did you Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was like uh, it was a uh, uh, for like a better gr- a green deal. Uh, and wanted to to uh, kind of uh, uh, save the forest and things like that. Save the green green belt. It said. Um, green belt. That doesn't sound. Yeah. That sounds like a. Doesn't sound like a forest. Here, let me look it up really quick. It's an apparent reference to a controversial development plan by the Ontario government. A development plan. Okay, so it isn't mm-hmm. a forest. It's like a. I was wondering. I was like, green belt. That sounds like a the Bible belt. It sounds like an area. So maybe it. Yeah. Okay. I wonder what what that means. But it's it's not the most atrocious thing that happened that that same night because Nickelback was also inducted to the Hall of Fame. So that was probably worse. They are Canadian, so. <laughs> They, they sure are. Uh, yeah, Nickelback. All right, Wait, this must have happened this weekend, I would assume, right? Yeah. Is Nickelback big in Oregon? 
<clears throat> when I was a kid, uh, it was on the radio all the time. That's all I can say. Yeah. I don't. I definitely knew people that like Nickelback in the '90s. I mean, before it was widely mocked. I never really was a fan of Nickelback, so. Uh, well, that's uh, how she reminds me of who I really am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you should take some magic mushrooms and listen to Nickelback. Maybe that's a good treatment. It might make Nickelback better, but... <laughs> Oregon on Friday uh, take a major step in pioneering the legalization of psilocybin therapy with the graduation of uh, first group of trained students in accompanying pa patients on psychedelic mushrooms, although the although the company's oh a company's bankruptcy has left other groups uh, adrift. So the graduation of thirty five students was held on uh, last Friday by Intertech, a Portland f firm. Uh, about seventy more will graduate on Saturday and Sunday in ceremonies that they will pledge to do no harm. Facilitators training in the heart of the nation's first statewide psilocybin therapy and wellness program and is a core to the success of Oregon's model in pioneering uh, legalized mushrooms. So, um, what I where's the other part of it? So what happened with this other company, the Syn Synthesis Institute, a company based in the Netherlands, has over 200 students in Oregon. Uh, it went bank. It was declared bankrupt on Tuesday. A Dutch court uh, shows the company's website, which as of Friday had not been taken down, shows the tuition for the school at around. It says twelve thousand nine hundred ninety-seven dollars, and now students are trying to get refunds from this company. So mm. these people paid tens of thousands of dollars to get like this things so they could get a job and then the company went under so there's all like all these people hundreds of people who are very upset about this so that's a little bit of a setback but um i think it's interesting to think that these people are like um drug babysitters they're getting paid to be you know to babysit people on drugs right I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I just think it's interesting that that's a job that you you can go to school for. Uh, like, when I was in high school and college, that was always the thing. If you're going to do psychedelics, you always want to have, like, a sober friend with you to make mm -hmm. sure that nothing goes wrong. Because if, if everybody else is on drugs, you at least have to have one sober friend. And we always called them, like, the babysitter or something like that. You know what I mean? And so that's what this is. It's like a paid... Uh, What's those people that, uh, the shamans who, like, uh, take you on the ayahuasca trip? You know what I'm talking about? They, there's, like, a name for that. Uh, but, yeah, that's basically what these people are going to school for, is to be, like, a mushroom shaman, kind of. Mushroom shaman? Yeah. That sounds like a, like a nice job, right? I could go bad really quickly if somebody has a bad trip, but you just have to be trained to know how to, like, deal with that, right? <laughs> I think that's what the whole point of the training is, probably, is mostly just to worry about what happens if something goes awry. Because most of the time, right? it's just, they're going to just be there, you know, laughing or crying or trying to work through their trauma. Because that's the whole point of the 
ther mushroom therapy is to like deal with like PTSD and you know uh, depression and things like that to like bring trauma up that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Yeah. Hey, uh, Luke, do you remember uh, Jessica Simpson? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Do you remember when 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 she s said that uh, uh, she thought buffaloes didn't have wings? Is that what she said? I don't remember that, but sure. I remember yeah. she said something about chicken of the sea because she thought, and she thought right. it was chicken. And then I think we found out later, like she came out with an interview that that actually was all just like scripted and none of it was really real. So this is from newlyweds, Nick and Jessica. She failed to realize that the wings were named uh, for the city of uh, Buffalo in New York, not the creature. Yeah, that I, was funny. I, th I think that was all played up as like a gag. Like they, one time she might have made like a mistake and then they played it up like, oh, everybody loves Probably. how she she's playing dumb. You know what I mean? I, I, right. I have a feeling they played that up. But maybe not. But uh, but uh, yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings is sued over that claims that their boneless wings aren't wings, actually. So maybe she has a point. Maybe they are just buffaloes. Uh, a new federal lawsuit makes no bones about it. <laughs> the suit alleges the practice is fraud and a company like Buffalo Wild Wings are duping customers by selling chicken wings that aren't, in fact, wings. Uh, Amin Halim of Chicago filed a lawsuit against Buffalo Wild Wings on Friday, saying he went to Buffalo Wild Wings' location in Mount Prospect, Illinois, back in January, ordered the boneless wings. Um, this is according to the lawsuit. Unbeknownst to the plaintiff and other consumers, the products are not wings at all, but instead slices of chicken breast meat fried like wings. Indeed, the products are more mm. akin to and in composition to a chicken nugget rather than a chicken wing. I actually would 100% agree with that notion. I don't. I think this is a completely yeah. frivolous lawsuit, but... Uh, yeah. No, but you don't sell... You, you don't say it's one thing and... Yeah. I, I don't think it's frivolous. But, um, boneless wings have been around for years though this isn't like right a new uh revelation that somebody's just found oh my god are you saying there's no bones in this wing like i don't know what did he expect a boneless wing to be you see what i'm saying like did he expect well, them to pull the bones out of a bone yes in wing? yes yeah but then it would just be like pulled meat on a plate it wouldn't be yes <laughs> yes uh if you if, if you order boneless chicken and you don't get, like, the part of the chicken that's good, and you complain about it. But that's not what he's what suing it? over. He's suing over the the mm. wing part. He's saying it's... Because yeah, it's it is not, still not chicken. Wing. It is still chicken. Yeah, but it's not the wing. It's, but it's not the part you ordered. Um... Technically. I, I, I still think it's totally frivolous. Just because... Mm. Boneless chicken wings, like I said, have been around for years. This is not a new revelation that just just popped up that somebody was like I mean maybe for this one person who's never been to Buffalo Wild Wings but let me look up how long 
But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that I would be a little upset. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm a jerk about those things. Like I don't, I don't like. Uh, I don't think you, you, should sell things as being something else that it, it really is. Here's a New York Times article: Boneless wings, the cheaper bite, from from the New York, uh, from 2009 in the New York Times. So they've at least right. existed for that long, probably longer. Probably. I I I I'm just surprised that buffaloes have wings. Oh, I see what you uh, did there, Jessica. <laughs> you're so dumb, even though you're probably not dumb at all. Uh, if she was kidnapped by aliens, I could understand that. I, well, I would understand that because I haven't seen her anywhere in a really long time, so she could have that's, possibly that's been a... already abducted by yeah. aliens. Yeah, to be honest, uh, I thought Avril Lavigne was abducted by aliens many years ago. Isn't that like... But, uh, an actual conspiracy theory that she... yes yes okay <laughs> yes that's why i mentioned it <laughs> but yeah highly maneuverable ufo defies all physics that uh, is according to a government study uh, the pentagon and a harvard astronomer have teamed up to call for a more rigorous approach to the evaluation of ufos and uaps Yes, this is a new term for what we call UFOs. Uh, Avi oh my Loeb. God. No, it's not. That's what it says right here. <laughs> Harvard's, not. Harvard's Avi Loeb and Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, director of the Pentagon's All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, co authored mm -hmm. and shared a draft of science a scientific paper still undergoing peer review. The paper attempts to use physics to rule out a number of UAP sightings that appear to be, quote-unquote, highly maneuverable. In a nutshell, Loeb and Kirkpatrick find that if some of the UAPs really were moving in the seemingly impossible directions and speeds that they appear to be, the friction involved should generate a visible fireball and a corresponding radio signature visible via radar, a lack of these signatures could imply inaccurate distance measurements for single-site sensors, the paper concludes. In other words, a number of UAP sightings might be able to be explained away uh, by optical illusions or limitations of certain equipment. Indeed, congressional hearings last year on how night vision goggles used with camera lenses could make an out-of-focus drone appear as more intriguing, uh, oh, make it look like a blurry triangular object. Okay. Right. This is, I feel like this article is like, let's try to explain away UFOs. <laughs> it's just an optical illusion, everybody. Come on. But Lowe believes that two things can be true at the same time, that aliens are out there, but most of the weird things we see in our skies, most of the time aren't aliens. So what he's saying is he believes in aliens, but there's a lot of this stuff is explainable. Right. But then he's also right. saying in that same paper that a lot of these things don't fit current physics. And so a lot right. of them aren't explainable. Right. It feels like he's like, uh, uh, I can't really decide what to think. So 
Maybe it could be one thing, and then maybe another. Well, I feel like Like, this came out from the U.S. (laughs) government saying that most... It was a while ago, but they said most of these things can be have some type of explanation, but certain ones of them are unexplainable. And that's Mm -hmm. just basically what he's saying here, but using more... Like, actually using math, uh, physics and math to actually explain it better, is what I assume. Like I I said, it's not peer-reviewed yet, so this isn't like... um, 100%, but it's interesting. So, uh, do you care about your career? Uh, I... There was a while where I worked really hard for a company and they screwed me over, and so it's hard to care about that kind of (laughs) career anymore. Like, you spend a lot of... Was was that a wrestling company by any chance? No, more working for one specific movie theater chain because I was Uh, working for one theater chain and that company was really great. They took care of their employees. Everything, like, was really copacetic and I really liked working for that company and then they got bought out by a bigger company and that Mm. company didn't give a shit about anything. Any, like, employee, they didn't... (laughs) They just wanted to maximize profit and so um, it, it went from being like, oh, I really like this job and I can see it as a career to being like, I hate this place and everybody here, and I want to burn this building to the ground. So, burn, baby, baby, burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, 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 as 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 the one that doesn't work of the two of us, I really don't care about career. I have never done it when I I did work either, but it's like, it's just like uh, the the thought of like climbing on the. <sighs> career rank just to be higher than others and and just to have power over it, uh, others makes makes me just like it's it's such a stupid concept i i think this is my two cents i think you should uh, work with what makes you happy i think the first time i really realize okay this is this place is terrible was the state had decided that uh that year there was going to be an increase in the minimum wage which meant everybody's Mm -hmm. pay was going to go up and they ended up raising our pay before the minimum wage increase so that uh when the minimum wage increase happened then if we were to be like oh can i get a raise they'd be like we just gave you a raise uh and so I was like, that is so fucking dirty, right? That yeah. is dirty, but but it's very, very smart. <laughs> but yeah, Tron is uh, going to tell uh, the truth about to hell with career and stop being a slave. Hello, this is Tron, but Tron tells the truth. Career doesn't mean a shit. You all see those commercials like, have a career here, have a career here. Reach the top, do this, do that, have fucking 15 children, so maybe you will be rewarded in the end. And we continue to doing that because we think there is a fucking reward for busting our ass off all day, all night, seven days a week for fucking nothing. When you're too old, you're also fucking too tired to do things, then you're gonna just keep on working and working and working. Sacrifice yourself, sacrifice yourself for the dream of the country. What a fucking waste of bullshit. I, my job is only one thing. 
it's a fucking income. I don't give a fuck about career but, uh, on this job because it only means do more work. Less time with my wife, less time with my friends. So I don't fucking need it. Not long ago, a colleague of mine asked me, Tron, do you want to survive for that uh, chief position on the object you're working on? Does it mean extra money? No. So what the fuck do I want it for? More responsibility? More bullshit? More arguing with customers? Fuck, why not? Why should I? Nobody should fucking say yes to bullshit like that because it's fucking bullshit. The only thing... This is what they call the American dream. Once I saw Bush talking with a woman who bragged about, I have three jobs to survive. And Bush said, that's the American way. Yeah, it is. It's the American way. It's also going to be the world's way. Everybody should work for the fucking get out from, the, from their mother to the fucking die. No time to think, no time to do a fucking shit. Who benefits on that? Not you. Because you're fucking dead or working. People are benefits on it is the people on top. Oh, you can't say that because that's communism. No, it's not communism. Communism is fucking the same bullshit as the so-called capitalism system we have today. No fucking freedom. We need to control. It's just a different mechanism to control people. Capitalism, conservatism, fascism, communism. Same fucking bullshit everywhere. Control, work, control, work. Think about what you say, what you fucking do, where you jerk off, who you fuck. They want to own it all. I shared people, don't give a fuck about it. I think technology should serve us. They should serve us so you can work less. Yes, work less. Do more fucking things for ourselves. They should fucking tax technology. They should tax robots. They should make life more profitable and better for us. When I say better for us, I don't mean more things to consume. The things I value the most in my entire life is all my books, all my DVDs and everything. It's time. But I have time to do something. A few years ago, I managed to meet my sister and my two, bro- two brothers. We were in a concert in Oslo. We all had time to do this. Not very often we have, because they all all have jobs. My one brother is an engineer, and another one is a farmer, and my sister is a nurse, and I'm a security guard. So it takes time. So we had to schedule a little thing. Yeah, that's fucking maybe normal, but now nah, it's bullshit. Did you need that middle <laughs> middle-aged farmers worked less than us? You know why they did? Because the church found out if they worked less, they were more fucking happy. And they have more time and not be angry. Yeah. We have in the society is totally fucking angry, stressed out, brain dead, working too much, drinking too much pills, drinking too much booze, have to smoke away our dreams just because we have to work, apply, work, about, obey, work, obey, work, obey, then be retired and then fucking die. It's all fucking bullshit. It's a big, big fucking scheme. And you can't say anything against it because then you're hardcore and you're fucking radical. No, what is radical is that we let a fucking little bullshit elite run the game and we just follow, obey, work, obey, work, or fucking obey. Well, stop doing that. You can. Silent quitting should not be the answer for this. It's going to be loud quitting. 
I quit because you're a fucking asshole. I fight because you're a fucking scumbag. I quit because you are fucking using all my time just to make much money you can on me when I'm getting fucking nothing. This was Trump, but Trump has to tell the truth. Have a fucking nice day. And the only people said I used to swear words too much, like people in my local party in Bergen. You can all go fuck yourself and die. Bye. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Thank you as always, Tron. Thank you, Tron. Let's talk about uh, the CW's most controversial show of the week, uh, Gotham Knights. Uh, this is based on the DC comics, of course. Uh, uh, it is controversial because uh, the previews of this has been abysmal, to say it mildly. So, uh, Bruce Wayne is murdered in the first episode, uh, and uh, his son and the children of Batman's enemies are all framed for killing uh, the uh, Kipped Crusader, and uh, of course uh, they want to uh, clear their name. And, uh, so the bad guys, kids, meaning like Joker's son. Yes. Okay. No daughter. Well, I mean, Joker's yeah. daughter or yes. whatever. Yes. Okay. For example. Is yes. that canon in any other? I don't remember I any of the bad guys no... in Batman having children. Is what I'm saying. I have no fucking clue. Okay. That's the answer to that. Uh, but yeah. Uh, this is abysmal. Uh, is the, the Joker daughter Harley mm. Quinn's daughter also? Yes. Okay, I was wondering about that. All right. Uh, but yeah, no, it, they kind of are like this mismatch of fugitives, and and they they are kind of like uh, have to band together when they are framed for killing uh, Batman. Uh, but yeah, no, it is abysmal. It is probably the worst CW show I have seen in quite a while. Not saying a lot because CW is like not known for it's miss having... and and generally miss, not hit. Yes, but uh, they've they've had one or two good shows here and there, right? Yeah, the hundreds was. A CW, wasn't it? Yeah, I feel like there was something else even more recent uh, that was really good. Um, yeah. But yeah, they've had a few good shows. But yeah, no, uh, I can't recommend this to anyone that has a sense of TV or dialogue or acting or anything. It is just atrociously bad. I would probably give it a 2 out of 10. A two out of ten. Okay, that's pretty bad. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, yeah. I don't really like uh, superhero stuff, so I'm not really that. Oh, uh, in the dark was a CW show. That was like, oh yeah, pretty. That is recent and pretty. Probably good. the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What did I see this week? I saw Unprisoned on Hulu. This is a mm -hmm. sitcom, I guess. It's a sitcom comedy. No. Is it, the si is it supposed to be a sitcom? It's, really? I mean, the way it's shot, it feels sitcom-esque, for sure. I, I thought it was just pure drama. I don't think so. I mean, it's got the family dynamic with her and the son, and him 
the father is get, getting out of jail, uh, right. where he's been for, it seems like, 10 years. But he's been in and out of jail this woman's whole life since she was a kid. So she doesn't really mm-hmm. trust him. Um, but he wants to get back on the street and narrow, it seems like. Uh, but uh, the whole thing is that her trying to build, or him trying to rebuild trust with her and her not wanting to right. to open up. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's definitely a drama sitcom, but it's a comedy for sure. I laughed a few times. You did? Okay. I didn't. I I like the dynamic between the father and the, and the, and the daughter. Uh, okay. I thought the first half of it was better than the second half of this episode. Um, yeah, it was, it was fine. It wasn't terrible, I didn't think. I watched two episodes of this, and I, I'm definitely out. Uh, I thought it was pretty terrible. I think Kerry Washington was the best thing. Uh, I really love Delroy Lindo. He, he's a good actor. Uh, yeah, their chemistry wasn't really there. Uh, the son is a very bad actor, I felt. I didn't really... I mean, he's not really... He barely is even in it, is the thing. Well, somewhat. Yeah, I mean, it's really focused on her and the father most of the time. I thought their chemistry was good, though, actually, so... Hmm. Okay. But, yeah, no, uh, I also seen this show 600 times before, so there's also that. It didn't really feel anything original. Uh, yeah, I didn't... I really didn't I mean, the twist of this version of the show that you've seen a hundred times is that he's getting out of prison. That you've never seen before, probably. I mean, I, I think... <laughs> name a show... Super twist. I mean, I'm just saying it's that is original in this in that sense. Believe it mm. or not, this has 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it has a 95% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. People like the show also, so... Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I'd probably give it a... 6.5. Oh, I would give it a f- 4. I think the worst part of it is when she's doing her little, like, motivational, like, Twitch, yeah. or, uh, I want to say Twitch, but it's, it's probably more like TikTok Live is probably what she's doing, right. right? Those parts of it are fucking cringy as hell, but the rest of it I really like. If they got rid of that crap, I would really enjoy the <laughs> show. It would probably be, in, like, a 7.5 if they got rid of that. I read uh, the comments and and was like, why are there no racist comments? Why are there just like good motivational comments? Like, oh, that dress looks good on you. That color looks good on you. Oh, like everybody was positive. Yes. Okay. I was like, the comments where? Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. On on the show was like, everybody was positive in chat. That was funny. Uh, yeah, no, I'd, not my cup of tea. I saw MH370, the plane that disappeared. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is uh, uh, the Malaysian Airlines flight that uh, disappeared uh, in 2014. And it's 239 people were uh, missing and it is one of the biggest mysteries of modern age like it was very very interesting 
uh, was an official part. There was a lot of theories and uh, a lot of people in this show were like looking for evidence. And uh, yeah, I thought this was very, very interesting. Uh, I uh, thought Netflix did a good documentary. I was really interested in this whole uh, incident when it originally happened. And um, mm -hmm. there has been a lot of, you know, documentaries looking into it. I thought this one was pretty comprehensive as far as a lot of interviews with different people from different... Looking at it from different angles. Like we had the the online version of it with this one lady, but then we have mm -hmm. the actual... A person who was actually there on the ground talking to the families, but he's from, uh, but he's a French guy, so he's not Malaysian. He's not like uh, connected directly to it, but he's seeing it from an outside perspective. And then we, of course, have the interviews with the actual uh, people that were involved, the police that were involved. Uh, it, some of it was very cookie cutter in the sense that they used a lot of like stock footage of like yeah. different things to transition between interviews and it's just like talking head interview stock footage mm. talking head interview stock footage so the way it's edited is there's nothing exciting happening but the the whole uh, incident itself is super interesting and i thought they came to some interesting conclusions at the end so i'd probably give this a um a seven is what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? I give it a seven point five. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it was super interesting. I do recommend this. Um, school spirits on on Paramount Plus is where where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a show that's very. It's like Reverse Ghosts, isn't it? It is very Reverse Ghosts. Yeah. So there's a. A high school student who dies, she becomes a ghost, she gets stuck at her high school, um, mm -hmm. and she meets a whole bunch of other ghosts who also died at this high school. They all can remember how they died, and for some reason she has no memory of her own death, uh, so she doesn't know who, who killed her or how she died, but we know she was murdered in this school because of uh, context clues, obviously there, there's blood on the wall where she where right. she was killed. Excuse me. Um, but then she meets, or she doesn't meet, she finds out that her best friend occasionally can see her, right? Yeah. Very occasionally. Just out of, like, kind of randomly, he, uh, I guess they kind of explain it in one episode where it's when he's, he feels like he misses her the most or something like that. Yeah. Which yeah. that wasn't even like a definite, but like somebody was guessing that that could be what's happening. But mm -hmm. I don't know. The show itself is really entertaining. The actors are pretty decent. I mean, it's not a super high production value or anything, but it's got some funny, funny bits. And it's also got some interesting action. The mm -hmm. mystery aspect of it is the most interesting part, I guess. Um, I'm, it, it's definitely going on my list of things to finish, uh, and hopefully that will, I, I feel like this is one of those shows we're never going to get a second season of, probably, so, right. I'd give it an 8.5, probably? I actually give this a 9.5, I really dig this. 
I did not think I would like this as much as uh, I did. Uh, I thought this was going to be a boring yaw show, and it definitely wasn't. It was a little yaw, but it wasn't boring. Yeah, right. It was a little yaw, but it, it was, definitely wasn't boring. I think the acting is superb, to to be honest with you. I really love it. Uh, Peyton List here. Uh, she's amazing as as this person trying out to find out like who she is and things like that. You know who I thought was uh, the best hmm? surprise at, like surprise role in this was the teacher who plays like yes. the paranoid teacher guy. I was like, yes. why is he so good? <laughs> like, what the yeah, hell yeah, in yeah. this random show that I couldn't even look up? Like, if you try to look it up on Paramount Plus, you have to look up School Spirit. And it'll find mm -hmm. it, but the name of the show is School Spirits with an S, and if you look up mm -hmm. th that, it doesn't come up in their search function, so uh, if you are wanting to watch the show, you may have to um, go through Google or something, it'll be easier to find. But yeah, no, I I really recommend this. Uh, I'm totally hooked. Three episodes, and I'm like... I, I find it weird that they released three episodes. <laughs> Oh, is that? Like, I saw three episodes, but I just stopped because yeah. I had to go to bed. Is there? Is that all that's out? Oh yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. That's I was gonna down. watch more tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's all that's out, sadly, because I also wanted to see the rest of uh, of this. To be honest, yeah, no, I, I thought it was really good. Like I said, it's a nine point five. That's pretty high f uh, for a, a Paramount Plus show. They're unpredictable for sure, um, but they yeah. are. It's basically CBS production uh, mm -hmm. is who, who's doing it. So, yeah, I'd recommend it to people. Your turn. Uh, let's go with Paula. Uh, this is uh, the story about Paula Yates, and she's one of the most famous British people of the nineties and eighties, and. She was a TV host and she was a, a writer. Uh, this is about her her life and her death. I'm not going to spoil about the, the death part because that was maybe the most interesting thing. But uh, yeah, I really, really recommend this. This is going to get high nine. No. Do you know what? I, I'm going to give this a perfect 10. I I really, really liked it. It was on the point, just two episodes, uh, Channel 4 uh, UK. If you, I had never heard about this lady before, uh, very, very interesting, very, very good documentary. Uh, wish they made more documentaries like this. Okay, I saw... The Exhibit, which was on MTV, and I have no idea mm -hmm. why this show was on MTV. What is happening over there at MTV where they were like, you know what we should get? <laughs> A modern art reality show. Reality show, yeah. With like the most bland hostess ever of all time. <laughs> you know, this accent she does is like this weird oh. New York art scene accent that doesn't actually exist anywhere. It's not like a country based accent. Like she's not British and it's not a British accent. She, right. 
I'm. I talk like this, but I'm. It is not. It sounds a bit British, but it's not quite British. <laughs> she's. She's very. She's very nice at talking to. Right. Exactly. It's like this yes. weird New yes. York art scene accent that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. It's. Um, that lady just was a bit annoying, but. A bit. Can I just say that this is my hate show of the week? Like even even. Even like uh, the stupid uh, uh, Gotham Knights didn't get me as angry as this show. This is so pretentious. It is so fucking pretentious. So pretentious. I I yes. think there's like one likable character in the whole show. One of the contestants, the guy. The yeah, one... the one that made him the banana. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I was gonna yeah. say the one three D artist guy. <laughs> um, yes, the one that made the banana. And everybody else is just, you just, if you put me in a room with these people, I would, like, go crazy with <laughs> with how this, the pretentious, like, stick-up-your-assness uh, of the whole thing. Um, the whole concept is also fucking pretentious. Well, yeah, we should say like, what the concept yes. is. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, what they are going to win was, uh, was it 100,000? And, uh, yeah, a hundred thousand yeah. and a spot in the museum, in this right. New York uh, modern art museum. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> sorry, I just can't get over how bad this is. It's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the people that are contestants are presented in a way that I, like I said, I didn't find. One single person, except one person, likable in the show. Like, I hate everybody. Like everybody. And, and they like, all seem like people who would backstab each other. Also, which yes. I guess that could be interesting if if I was to watch more than a couple episodes. Um, mm -hmm. I'm never going because that was kind of the cliffhanger of this first episode. Right. Was that the one person who won the first contest, the woman who won mm -hmm. the. First, well, the other people were kind of sliding her, being like, well, it, it's very cute, kind of, like, saying, like, well, she's not as talented really... as us. But it wasn't... I definitely didn't think the the winner of the first contest... No, I don't know why that... I think why they did they, that just to make people... Her... Yeah. Yeah, I have no fucking clue, because it was so fucking basic. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they just yeah. were throwing her... A a bone in the first episode so that uh and but the thing is nobody's ever going to get kicked off so i feel like she's never going to win right. another competition so they had to throw her something at the beginning and that's also one of the things i didn't like about this uh, nobody's really losing well, yeah because they all it they all get exposure in the end even if they right. don't get like they don't win the the main prize but all these people are already like incredibly successful artists the one right. person, the, one of them was like, I'm in the Guggenheim. The other one yeah. was like, I'm in all these giant, uh, I, I have all these exhibits all over the in world. Germany, yeah. Switzerland, Spain. These aren't people like, who are like. What the fuck are you doing here? Exactly. That, it's like, these aren't people who need the exposure. Or, they're already right. like super famous. And the only person oh. I guess that isn't is that one person who won the first competition. She She's right. like the odd one out and. Um, it's yeah, it feels a little weird, I guess. Uh, the show itself, like you said, incredibly pretentious and just mm -hmm. badly edited. 
Like it, oh, they, so bad. They leave all these so really bad. big, boring spaces in there and stuff, and then they tried to do this like, um, thing where they give each of the contestants a cell phone and then they record mm-hmm. themselves, and that really didn't work either. I know, the whole thing was just bad. I give it a two. I give it a single one. Okay. And I saw two episodes of this, by the way. Oh, is there two episodes out? I didn't even notice. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, enjoy that. That should be great. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, is, have you just watched one other show? Mm-hmm. The one we watched well, together? Yep. Then we should talk about Outlast. Holy moly. Uh, so, I thought this was going to be somewhat a normal reality show. Uh, so, if you have ever seen Alone... Uh, uh this is alone just uh, in groups and also with no rules so there's four teams of four 16 all together uh, that are going to uh, uh, go against each other to win this massive cash prize and but one of the rules is that they always have to be a part of a team that is boiled into in the first episode. That's everything they talk about. Well, you should mention episode. that the, the whole point of the game is that they're in Alaska and they're trying right. to survive in the wilderness. You didn't. That's kind of important part of it. Yeah. Right. And uh, I saw two episodes and I was like, eh, this isn't really for me. Then I saw one more episode. And I saw one more episode, <laughs> and it goes from kind of a little boring in the two first episodes to completely bonkers, insanely strange and incredibly uh, capitating because they go from uh, oh we're 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 uh, going against each other to total. Uh, Lord of the Flies. It goes totally wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch more it. of this for sure. I've seen three or four oh, episodes. I think I've stopped I watching in the middle of the fourth episode. The concept is really interesting. It kind of is mm-hmm. like you said, like a lot of other kind of um, survival reality competition shows, except for mm-hmm. the only way to get out is to get to remove yourself. Uh, right. So that part of it is interesting in the sense that no, it's they're not voting each other out or something like that, um, and absolutely no rules. To a degree, there's no rules. Yeah, uh, right. There's the rule that you have to be in a team, obviously. So right, there is that rule. Uh, yeah, I'd give this show probably a. Did I write something down? I'd give it a seven point five. I give it an eight. Yeah, I I do recommend this. I've seen every single episode and I'm probably going to watch it again. Now I wouldn't watch I it twice or anything, but it it oh. ha- it has um elements of it that are different from any other reality show. It Yeah. It's one of the it's one of those things that they did a good job with cliffhangers cuz we noticed even yeah. that the episodes aren't uniform length. They're like different lengths randomly, mm-hmm. but it, it's so that they could have a really good cliffhanger at the end of each episode, which makes you want to m- watch more. So but yeah, recommend it. 
Okay, uh, the last thing we saw together was that 90s show, episode 8. Episode 8, Summer Storm. A rainy day gives Kitty a chance to declutter, but chaos ensues when she clears out the kids' special stash. Leia and Nikki... Oh, Leia asks Nikki for relationship advice. Right. So yeah. Nikki is the one that's in the relationship with the dumb jock. Um, mm -hmm. Leia is our main character who just got into a relationship with the Kelso of of the group. Um, this is my favorite episode so far. The relationship advice was just uh, how to act normal in a relationship, yeah. I guess. That, I mean, yeah. it was a little weird, but the the them trying to get their pot back was the best like storyline. Yeah, I I I just love this episode. I, I really tickled my funny bones. I laughed um, more of this episode than any other episode. It just, just felt fun. like a good writing instead of yeah. like worrying about. Uh, trying to call back to maybe the original show or something. This one just felt right. like a well-written episode of a TV show where they weren't trying to like, uh, piggyback on, on the original show or something like that. Yeah. So this is going to get my highest score as uh, far 8.5 actually. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It was yeah. a good episode better than a few other ones. Um, was it the best episode? I guess it was probably the best episode, yeah. I I, I think it is, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, look, uh, we, uh, we do usually promotions and things like at the end, but uh, uh, me and Bill have started uh, doing that wrestling show together again. Uh, and one of the things that we talked about this week was uh, WWE being in talks with regulators to legalize betting. Uh, yeah, it says here they're in talks with state gambling regulators to legalize betting on high-profile matches, according to people familiar with the matter. The WWE is working with the accounting firm EY to secure scripted match results in hopes it will convince regulators there is no chance of results leaking to the public, said the people who asked not to be named because of discussions are private. Accounting firms, also known uh, as Ernest & Young, have historically worked with award shows, including the Academy Awards and the Emmys, to keep the results secret. Yeah, and they've never screwed up uh, a major award before. Never. <laughs> La La Land. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I can't express how stupid it is. I I think this is. Uh, this Betting will... on WWE matches already happens in Europe, right? As far oh, as of I course. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it it does. Yeah. But uh, in 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 the way that WWE, sorry, <laughs> in the way that WWE is doing it, I I find this stupid. Uh, saying that even bookers will not know the result of things and things like that. Like I said to Bill on that wrestling show, uh, like okay, who knows the storylines? Then like, is it the wrestlers that? <laughs> <laughs> that all 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 of a sudden starts. Yeah, do they uh, not know <laughs> when they get into the match? Do they not know if they're gonna yeah. win or not? 
Right. How does that work? Yeah. And then they have to, like, the yeah. ref has to tell them mid-match, okay, this is who's winning, or... Right. I... It's just stupid. It is stupid, because they are training to do uh, finishing moves, and they, like, there's a lot of... Geography. That was hard for me to say. Um... And, uh, yeah, no, I, I I just find the whole thing extremely, extremely stupid. Uh, RuPaul uh, is yeah, responding to... Yeah, talking about things that are stupid. ...is responding to anti-drag bills. Uh, there's a lot of uh, Republicans coming up with anti-trans and anti-drag leg- legislation. Uh, in an Instagram video Wednesday, the Emmy winner called the bills a classic distraction technique and urged Americans to register to vote. Uh, hey, look over there, a classic distraction technique distracting us away from the real issues that they were voted into offers, office to focus on, jobs, healthcare, keeping our children safe from harm at their schools, RuPaul said. Um, so yeah, he went off. I mean, there's been a lot of these bills popping up because... Uh, drag shows and anti-trans stuff is like a huge talking point on the right mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Yeah, people are so afraid to play the uh, new Harry Potter game just because of this. Uh. Because of this? I don't, I don't think those things are exactly the same, but she is an- well, anti-trans. Yeah. Yes, she is anti-trans. Hey, uh, Film Art is this huge thing in Hong Kong um, and it opened uh, its doors uh, on Monday and uh, it's uh, uh, more or less to show people content that's coming from the Asian continent uh, South Korea and things like that and uh, their entertainment giant CJENM believes that uh, they have come up with a hot new thing called duty after school. It's apparently high school students battling invading monsters from outer, like space aliens, right? Uh, yeah, it sounds funny. It's a sci-fi show um, for yaw audiences with big screen mm-hmm. production standards, Kim said, and other CJ productions were now benefiting directly from recent. Cur- Korean content success, things like Squid Game and Parasite is what they're citing specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll have to check it out when when it comes out. I mean, it's the concept sounds interesting, but it 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 is going to be a yaw show. So, but that seems like oh, what a lot of like um sites or not sites, but uh streaming services are trying to focus on is yaw content. We see a lot of it when we're. Oh yeah, watching shows lately. So, yeah, but I, I mean, one of the best shows I've seen uh, this this year with School Spirit is a Yaw show. So, yeah, totally. Exactly. There's that. So, mm-hmm. so it could be good. Hey, do you like books? Look, I enjoy books sometimes. Yeah, then you should go to audibletrial.com/adc. That's audibletrial.com. Slash E D C, then you're gonna get a 30 day free trial to Audible and you can get a free book. Uh, you can get the book that I'm reading at the moment called The House at the End of the World by Dean Koontz. 
and I love Dean Koontz. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I think he's my favorite author after Stephen King. Uh, and uh, this is one of his bests. Uh, it's it's really really good. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, and uh, if you go to audibletrial.com/adc, thirty-day free trial, get that book. Uh, you can cancel it. You probably will not cancel it. Uh, but uh, then you get to keep the book, and you also help us out. So do that. Eurovision Song Review time. Netherlands. We're gonna start with yes. Is that where we're starting? Netherlands mm-hmm. song. This one is called Mia Nikolai and. Diana Cooper with Burning Daylight. Yeah, if you have heard uh, a love song uh, in a duet uh, that is very boring and could use as a song to fall asleep to, this is the song that you're looking for. I watched this and then forgot about it right away. It's it's just Mm -hmm. incredibly forgettable. It's very basic, but... like I said a few times, I think about this whole thing is a lot of these songs, it seems like they're trying to be generic on purpose. Right. I don't know if it's because of the new rules, but it seems like a lot of these songs are really trying to be as generic as possible to try to like just cover as much base of like support as they can. I think that's what this is going for as far as like Mm. why it's so generic. Maybe it's, very boring. The guy looks like Joey Lawrence a little bit. That's mm. one interesting thing about it. Uh, it is definitely boring. Uh, sadly, it's not the worst song we will listen to this week. But uh, yeah, no. But I it is have... more forgettable than the other song. The other song I didn't forget <laughs> about. <laughs> but uh, I don't think the Netherlands will be in the final. I would be surprised. I would be surprised. Yeah, I would be yeah. surprised. What I would be even more (laughs) surprised of, and I can't wait to talk about this, because this is my Eurovision least favorite song of all time, maybe, is Blanka with Solo from Poland. And um, if you don't mind, Luke, I'm sure you don't mind. Do you want me to kind of recreate how she sings? If you think you can hit those notes that she's able to hit... (laughs) Um, okay, <clears throat> I will try. So, hey, yeah, remember that song that was like an internet meme for a while, and we found out it was like created by a woman at a university to make fun of people for right in in comments for like hating on women singers or whatever. I feel like this is like some kind of troll. Like we're being trolled right now by this song and it's not, there's no way they would have put this out and had it win and it be this, I don't understand how it even got to this point. You know what I'm saying? So it, so here, 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 here are my, there's so many problems I I have with this song. One, it's fucking generic. Two, she can't sing. Three, she can't dance. And when she dances like three fucking steps, she gets out of breath and sings even worse, if that is possible. That's just what I'm saying. Is like, I <laughs> feel like it's a troll. I don't feel like this is real. <laughs> it is. It is. 
It is real. It's I like that believe. reality show Just, where they yeah. where they brought on all the bad singers. Did you ever see that show? Uh, there was a show in the U.S. where they. It was supposed to be like American Idol, except they found people who were terrible singers and brought them on and didn't tell them they were terrible. Uh, Is that what's going on here? Like nobody told her how bad she was or either that or it's a troll. And I'm leaning more towards they're trolling us. And here's the sad thing. I, I, uh, there was two or three songs from, uh, this final from Poland. That was really, really good. And then out of nowhere, this lady wins, and I, 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 I kind of have to. Uh, before we started recording, we were talking about a little about this lady, and I, I feel like you were right saying something that was kind of funny and interesting. She, she, she kind of. It feels like somebody paid for this to win. Like, she's the rich daughter of someone. Well, I can't imagine that this went against other <laughs> songs. Right, and, and people did. did. See, that... Vote for this. That, there must she have been some kind of crazy this. corruption then. Yes. Here's some... I, I've, this one, we gotta go into the comments. Uh, oh my god, what a hidden talent. It should have stayed hidden much longer. <laughs> <laughs> This is such an expensive karaoke trail. I'm amazed uh, <laughs> to get to know that Eurovision is so inclusive now that they appreciate both corruption and a lack of talent. This performance really stands out. <laughs> uh, she's not representing uh, Poland, but our broadcaster. Yeah. Oh, here's something. Our country didn't choose the song. Our broadcaster nor the juries didn't show the full results of every contestant, which means we didn't know how yeah. Blanca won because the juries didn't say anything about the points. They just said who gets what place and nothing else. Uh, we want transparency. Yeah, people are in at least from Poland in the comments here are like, we're not happy about this. Yeah, no. This is going to go down in history as one of the most shady uh pre-Eurovision finals ever. The stains from the mysterious ways this song became a Polish Eurovision song will never will be hard to wash off. Surprised that EBU is allowing this. She isn't yeah. representative of Poland, but TVP we'll have to look up at that. She was chosen by bribed jury. Uh yeah. Let's see, what's TVP, I wonder? Hmm. Uh, TVP is the broadcaster. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I'm a Polish woman. I didn't choose this government. I don't watch TVP, and I definitely didn't choose the song. We Poles have been robbed not only of our song, but our freedom of choice. Yeah, people are upset yeah. about this. It was bad. <laughs> it, it is the first Eurovision song that I can think of that have gotten a zero from me. It's yeah, I'd give it as yeah a zero probably. I mean, even the stage performance <laughs> solo, is like solo, solo. Yeah, even the you, you stage performance is solo, bad. Solo, solo. Anyway, let's talk about uh, a song that we will have in the finals, even if we didn't like it. But happily, I do. Uh, it is uh, Lord of the Lost, Blood and Glitter uh, from Germany. Yeah, it's a heavy metal death, pretty much a death metal song, except it's kind of got a, uh, I don't know, 
kind of campy vibe to it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. Really, really campy. It, it reminds me a little of Lordy if Lordy came now. Uh, yeah, it's got a, a vibe to a lot of, like, you know, Nordic metal bands that I can think of. Mm -hmm. Um, even in, like, the costume design and things like that. The Lyrically, it's very similar to a lot of things like that. Um, but different at the same time, because, like I said, it's just got a different vibe to it than those bands. It's not as, like, serious as those bands. Uh, but the stage performance was really interesting. I want, uh, Hopefully they'll have the fire effects and everything at the actual Eurovision. I would say yeah, this, this is like a... Yeah, this was fun. This is really, really fun. I'd say this I... is like an eight and a half, probably. Oh, yeah. I had a blast with this. It's really one of my favorite entrances this, this year. Uh, don't think it will win because the jurors will hate this. But uh, I think it will be uh, do good in the televotes. I wouldn't surprise me if this won the televotes, to be honest. Uh, that would kind of surprise me, but it'll do well. It probably. will do good. Yeah, yeah. It definitely stands out from a lot from other songs because it's you know very different from most other songs mm -hmm. on on this year's Eurovision. All right, movie, movie round. Right, I saw three movies. Did you see movies? I did see some movies, yes. I saw House Party, uh, which came out, what, in January or something? I remember we were going to cover it in December and it got bumped for some reason. We were like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know why this is getting bumped. It seemed like they wanted it to come out in Christmas and, or around Christmas, which is like big movie time. And then it got bumped and I was like, hmm. Well, I think I know why, because it's a terrible movie. Um, it's very boring. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. It feels like they edited the crap out of this thing. It's mm. really, they spent all the money on, like, celebrities like uh, Little Wayne and um, a bunch of, like, rappers and sports stars. Uh, LeBron James is actually in this movie. I don't know how that happened, mm. but they must have paid him a shit ton of money. But they have so many celebrities in here that that's where all the budget went. Not to any of the script writing or any of anything else, any of the editing. Uh, it's just a mess. The whole thing's just a mess. I was looking forward to this movie, actually. I was like, this could be could be interesting. It looks kind of funny and stupid. Mm. It was just stupid. So I'll give it a um, three. Well, I saw bear cocaine. That's how you say it, right? Uh, no. It's cocaine bear, but... Ah. Uh. Yeah, with Kerry Russell. I was like, oh, Kerry Russell is in this? Uh, but yeah, um... What can I say about this? Um... It's not amazingly bad. I, I uh, had fun with it. I think it is was a little overhyped. Um, uh, the special effects are atrociously bad. I mean, atrociously bad. You have to stop uh, having bad animations of a bear if it's like going to be the main focus of the fucking story. Because everybody can see that that bear is computer animated. Uh, 
Other than that, I didn't have any like huge issues. Uh, the acting is on par, uh, but uh, the likelihood of this happening and and the bear kind of like got me out of it. So I had fun with it, but I don't know how good it was. Uh, it also was very short. It just one was one and a half hours, more or less. Uh, I would rate it a uh, 6.5. I don't think it was they made it to be like a really great quality movie. I think the whole thing is it's supposed to be kind of bad on purpose. I think it's mm. I think that it's kind of in uh a hot tub time machine vein of like it's supposed to be bad on purpose but funny. I don't know. Maybe not. I need to see it. I saw the Fablemans. I watched this before the Oscars, uh, just because mm. I wanted to see, you know, the Oscar uh, nominee, the best picture nominees. I mean, it mm. was good, very good movie. I mean, very well yeah. put together. It was a little bland in the sense that it's kind of predictable, um, it's but very the predictable. acting's really yeah. good and it's very well shot. It's super clean mm. looking movie. There's some. Easter eggs in there. There's some fourth wall breaking at the mm -hmm. end, and then there's a few parts in the middle. There's some filmmaker uh, kind of nuggets in there if you know what to look mm -hmm. for. There's like some mistakes on purpose, I would call them, where they yep. filmmaking mistakes that you can tell they did on purpose to kind of enhance the vibe of like this is a film. Um, and mm. you're watching a film about somebody who wants to make film. Uh, I don't know how to describe it other than that. The whole thing was well put together. Not super... It's not something I would go out of my way to watch again or even recommend, oh, you have to see this, really. So I'd give it a, a 7. Yeah, I liked it. It was okay. I mean, I liked it, I but like I said, it's not yeah. anything I'm going to uh, fall asleep and think about while I'm falling asleep or something, yeah. No, I don't remember what score I gave it when I saw it, but but yeah, I think it was around that. Uh, I saw a documentary on Netflix called Money Shot, the Pornhub story. Mm -hmm. uh, hmm. So, uh, before I, I saw the documentary itself, I read some articles about this uh, documentary. And I, I do think it does... It is about Pornhub, more or less, but it's also more actually about sex work and uh, how sex work uh, uh, ha was affected by the ban on Pornhub and how much money like people actually lost because of the the, the things that Pornhub did wrong because. Absolutely, Pornhub did uh, tremendously much wrong. I mean, they allowed rape and child porn to be under their site. That's something that I will n never ever fucking uh, say is okay. But it it also f has this uh, undertone of uh, like a lot of Christian organizations that want to get rid of porn all together were like super offended of of that even though they want all porn to be gone like mm -hmm. even like they, they talked about in this documentary like things like 
if uh, vanity fair or even like uh, uh, swimsuit editions uh, of things it was a very very interesting documentary that was trying to look at it from every like point of view i really 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 do recommend this documentary for me it was very good shot it was very interesting people they were talking to uh, ex-employees of of uh, Pornhub, uh, porn stars, like even like they talk to the regulators and things like that. Right. I I I will give this a nine. I I really really like this movie. I'm definitely gonna check it out. It must have just come out because I, I hadn't even heard of it until last night. So. Mm hmm. I saw what this was also on Netflix. Luther, the Fallen Son. This was yeah. Did you see this? Yeah. This was a surprise. I I went into it. I know the TV show. I've seen episodes. I didn't watch the whole thing. I don't think you really need to have seen any of the no. episodes to enjoy nope. or even understand what's going on in this movie. Unlike that werewolf show or werewolf show movie we watched a few weeks ago where mm -hmm. you had to have watched the entire series to understand it. 80% of that movie. This, you can yeah. enjoy, understand, and even, like, I would say, strangely, that this is, like, the best movie I saw this week, possibly? It was really surprisingly good. What I mean, what do you think? It it was surprisingly good. I love the TV show. I have a... Uh, I really love every single season of Looter, so I went in... I, I, I think it's kind of funny that we have two... To view uh, like uh, <laughs> two ways of coming into this show or this this film with you with absolutely not really loving the show and me really being fan of the show. I mean, I so, like what I've seen. I just hmm? never went out of my way to watch more of it. I've just seen right. episodes when they were there. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, no, I I I gave this um, movie an eight. I really liked it. I I thought it was a very very interesting, very very uh, powerful action. It was very very good. I was going to give it an eight point five actually. I, the mystery aspect of it is really good. The mm -hmm. bad guy is. I thought his acting very was amazing. Bad. All the acting yeah. is very. Uh, first for a Netflix movie based on a TV show like mm -hmm. this felt like just a regular Hollywood blockbuster type movie which i was not okay. expecting so maybe i went in with low expectations also so there's that i suppose but yeah it was really yeah. good recommend recommend i haven't seen any more movies so that was the last one for me so let's uh do the oscar nami oscar Razzie results um i gotta get the sheet one second da, 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 da. <laughs> okay Let's do uh, the Oscars first, yes? Yep. Uh, then we start with the uh, best documentary was The Elephant Whispers. Uh, let's see. No, it wasn't. It was Navalny, sorry. I was going to say, I think we're... Yeah, okay, so I got a yes. point there. Yep, and then uh, best animated movie was Pinocchio. And you got a point there. Best adapted screenplay was Woman Talking. You got a point there. Best original screenplay was Everything Everywhere. 
And I got a point there, tying us up. Jamie Lee Curtis won for Everything Everywhere for Best Supporting Actress. We did not get a point there. Neither of us. Ki Hu Jin won for Everything Everywhere. Uh, for what? For Best Supporting Actor? Yes. So you didn't you didn't say that. So sorry. Um, best supporting actor. Let's see. I think. Oh no, you picked. Okay, yeah, no points there. Uh, best actress was Michelle Wu for Everything Everywhere. And neither of us, we both picked Kate Blanchett on that one. I think we were just yeah. expecting the Academy to go that way, but I guess not, because everything just like swept a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Best actor, Brandon Fresher for The Whale. You got a point there. Best director was Daniels for Everything Everywhere. Um, You got a point there. And best picture was Everything Everywhere All at Once. And we both got a point there. So you are actually up by two right now. So okay. let's do the Razzies. Let's do the Razzies. So, from the bottom up. Well, uh, we didn't say the Redeemer Award, but we didn't bet on that, obviously. Right. And yep. that was Carl Farrell uh, that went from uh, Worst Actor to Front Runner. Yeah, it was, that movie was good. Uh, so, yeah, Worst Screenplay. Uh, that was Blonde. Neither of us got a point there. Worst remake, ripoff, or sequel was Disney's Pinocchio. Um, I got a point there. Worst uh, screen combo was Tom Hanks for his latex face. Um, you got a point there. Worst supporting actress was Adria Adrjona for Morbus. No, no points there for us. Best. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm so used to saying best. Worst supporting actor was uh, Elvis, uh, Tom Hanks. Um, you got a point there. And the uh, worst actors went to the Rassis for <laughs> their <laughs> worst actress nominee blunder. I think that's kind of funny. I guess, there, nom no, yeah, I guess we don't get any points. Yeah. I don't know how to yeah determine that one, but no points awarded. <laughs> But it's kind of funny that they gave an award to themselves. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, worst actor, Jared Leto for Morbis. We, neither of us got a point there, believe it or not. Wow. Worst director was Machine Girl Kelly, uh, Kelly for uh, Good Morning. Neither of us got a point there either. And worst picture was Blonde. Neither of us got a point there. We picked... Morbius and the King's Daughter. So, uh, yeah. in the end, you you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and I had one, two, three, four, five. So you are up by two. Okay, I'm I'm okay with that. Yep. Uh, I the last two the you got best director and best actor. That's the two that like put right. you over the top for sure. Uh, some movie news. Uh, Netflix removes messed up uh, uh, Will Smith joke from uh, Chris Rock's selective outrage. And that's kind of a tricky 
title to this art article because you'd be like, oh, was it was it yeah. like really was racy or what? yeah? What was <laughs> no, he actually messed up the joke. It was a mistake he made. He made a mistake saying the joke, and they deleted that mistake. Right? Um, yeah, he said the wrong the wrong title of the movie. He said Emancipation instead of Concussion, and so. And then he went, oh, I meant this, uh, oops, uh, not emancipation, I, uh, I f- effed up the joke, I meant concussion, however, Netflix has edited out the error, as viewers noticed, the slip-up has been removed, and the editing fix was pointed out by Vulture, who said it makes one wonder if there has been other tweaks to, to the, to the special. I mean, mm. it would be pretty easy to tell if you have the original that came out, but... Yeah, <laughs> I I, rem- I think even when we watched it originally on the show, you were like, "Oh," and then he made that mistake at one point. Yeah, and you were I, like, "That was kind yeah, of funny." I said that. Yeah, and you thought it was funny, so I don't know why it would. Yeah. why would they? I don't know why they even needed to delete it unless he himself yeah. was like, "Hey, can you delete that for me?" Which m- would make yeah. sense. Yeah, it felt unnecessary. Hey, look! I scream, you scream, we all scream for Scream Six. New York. All right, we got. Ghost face. Ghost face. Stabbing a dude. In a bodega. And someone shooting at him. Hmm. I don't think I seen this trailer but maybe because they wouldn't allow that on TV <laughs> probably not and I haven't watched it online so this is official trailer though I had this secret. oh it's paramount oh, that's good it means it'll come out on streaming sooner I'm not super excited for this. Five sucks donkey balls. I have... Well, I've, I'll say stuff later, but I've heard they took that criticism and used it for this, so... Yeah, one to three is good. Four, you can skip. You know you're like the five can you definitely right? skip. It never works out for the dipshit in the mask. Maybe. But there's never been one like me, Gail. Yeah, where's Joey now that you need him? I think the Get first it? scream was like one of the first actual horror movies I ever saw. Like one of the I guess uh, Lost Boys, but I was really young when I saw that. Is Lost well, Boys a horror movie? I don't know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. So let's finish. Love this. Lost Boys, by the way. But uh, yeah, no, the first horror movie I saw was uh, a Danish horror movie called The Night Guard. I like that. It's got Freddy Krueger and like uh, yeah. Pinhead and Jason and everything. That's that's a fun callback. Well, look, what is this totally Oscar-nominated movie all about? 
Scream 6, four survivors of the Ghostface murders leave Westboro behind to start for a fresh start in New York City. However, they soon find themselves in a fight for their lives when a new killer embarks on a bloody rampage. 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 61% on Metacritic, and 89% of Google users liked it. Pretty decent scores, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Carlos A. said, Film incredible. Mediocre spiller. The Incanto e Filmo. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but Mikey gave it also full stars and said, Best installment I have ever seen. Really very entertaining and keeps you glued to your seat. And those comebacks are awesome. I hope a lot of support for Seven to come out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got one from IMDb from Beyond the Rain 10. 8 out of 10. Part 5 felt very forced and generic. This one felt like they actually <laughs> did something more original, even though a formula and recipe is the same as Part 5. It's done in so much better. So it's done so much better here. Not really impressed with Ghostface, but the kills and the story are better than Part 5. I don't think a Part 7 would be any better than this one, though. Okay. Uh, we have to ask Beyond the Rain 1 to 9 about that. Uh, apparently, yeah, they yeah. there was too many of those, so they had to do 10. Um, <laughs> Botanis 1555518 uh, wow! Gave it a one out of ten and says, "Dreadful scream needs to be put down once and for all." The acting is terrible, and I still cannot understand how grown adults still get creeped out from a teenager in a ghost mask. Scream one in the nineties is where a movie sh is where the movie should have ended instead of keep pushing more and more each year. There's much better slashers out there, and you should that you should check out. All I think it about when I see a new Scream coming out is my local dollar store selling the mask <laughs> for $6 and a cape. Okay. Can you find any information about Infinite Sea? I just see 6 out of 5 out of 10 on 9 to be. Nothing about what it is about or anything. Uh, let's go to the IMDB and I'll, I'll... You go into the next one and I'll see if I can find something. Okay. Uh... A movie that I was planning to see, uh, The Ritual Killer. Uh, oh, I did see this. I forgot to, to talk about this in my movie round. Oh, uh, so that was how bad it was. Well, tell us what uh, it's about uh, and then give us a score. Yeah, a detective hunts down an international murder, committing realistic uh, killings in a small Mississippi town. He seeks help from an anthropological professor who is an expert in Asian Asian uh, oh my god Asian rituals being performed that was hard for me to say uh, directed by George Shella oh oh cool okay uh, with Morgan Freeman and uh, Peach Stormer uh, yeah I would give it a t three there uh, has a 4 out of 10 on IMDb. I think that's a little too high. Alright, Infinite C. In a parallel world, Pedro tries to hack his way into joining an exodus to another planet. Uh, 
While he dwells in his dreams and frustrations of being left behind, he meets Eva, who challenges him and forces him to come to terms with his purpose. All right. Mm. Uh, it's called Mar Infinito. Uh, so I think it's Spanish or uh, South American, maybe. Um, mm. Like you said, six out of five, six point five out of ten on IMDb. So. Champions, a former minor league basketball coach, Snor, uh, receives a court order to manage a team of players with intellectual disabilities. Despite his doubts, he soon realized they, together, oh my god, can go further than they ever imagined. If that didn't sound generic, I don't know. But it has 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 56% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3 out of 5 on Common Sense Media. This is with Woody Harrison, Caitlin Olsen, Mike Smith, so Ernie Hudson is in it. Yeah, so. this is the movie that he, he Woody Harrelson was promoting on SNL when he got in trouble for saying the thing about COVID vaccines or oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was fun. Yeah. Uh, 65. This was on my list of things to see for the year. Mm -hmm. After a catastrophic crash on an unknown planet, pilot Mills quickly discovers he's actually stranded on Earth 65 million years ago. Now, with only one chance at rescue, Mills and the only other survivor, survivor, Koa, must make their way across an unknown terrain riddled with dangerous prehistoric creatures. 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not good. 5.7 5.7 out of 10 on 9B, not great, and 2 out of 5 on Common Sense Media, with 80% of Google users liking it, directed by Brian Woods and Scott Beck, and it has Adam Driver in it. The Magic Flute, no, not the opera, everybody. That was a joke for everybody to let looks uh, opera. I guess so. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> me. <laughs> that was a me joke. Uh, Tim has been dreaming his whole life about attending m- music school, but his first days confront him with a hostile headmaster, just stressed of a first lover, and a serious doubt about the intensity of his singing voice, when he discovers a m- mystical gateway in the school library, <laughs> he gets... It gets pulled uh, into the fantastic cosmos of Mozart's opera, oh, the magic flute, where imagination has no uh, limits and the queen of the night reigns. This sounds like a me movie. Uh, Produced by Roland Emmerich, so there's that. But uh, it has uh, uh, Jack Wolf in it and F. Murray Abram. So that concept just sounds ridiculous. It sounds like something from I, the, from the nineties. Yeah. Six point two out of ten on IMDb, fifty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and seventy-one percent of Google users like this movie. Okay, uh, righteous thieves. A secret orga- organization plans to steal back artwork plundered by the Nazis during World War Two. That's all it says. 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb. 60% on Fandango. 58% of Google users liked it. Um, I don't see any directors, but it's got Gianna Lee Ortiz and Sasha Mercy in it. Never heard of them. Mm -hmm. Never heard of any of these people. 
So, what movie do you want to see the most? Uh, probably still 65, even though the scores look pretty bad. Yeah, for me it's the Magic Flute, no joke. I So, uh, that was the first opera uh, I saw, and made I, me fall I don't in love think with this classical is... music. I don't think this is... I mean, it's based on that to a degree, but I I don't think it's going to yeah. be the same as that, if that's what you're looking for. I want to see it. Okay. I want to see it. Okay. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about next week, Luke? News of the Week. TV and Movies of the Week. Eurovision contest reviews. What? Any ideas? Uh, let it be a secret. That yeah. 90s show, episode 9. Uh, yeah. And an, close. Yeah, and another digital review of Pinball, the man who saved the game. Yeah, I saw it. I've actually seen the trailer for this, and it looks super interesting, actually. The costumes uh, and stuff, at least from what I've seen, look, you know, pretty spot on. It, yeah. And like, uh, it looks, production value-wise, it looks pretty high, so it, it could be good. Hey, uh, do you like M.A.S.H.? It's like one of my favorite television shows of all time. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. It is a little weird that it's a show about it's a comedy about war, just like Hogan's Heroes is a little weird in the same way. You know right. what I mean? But uh, it is yeah, a great no, Ma- show. Mash, Mash is up there in one of my favorite comedy. I rewatched the whole thing shows. maybe five years ago again, like the whole series, and it stood. Right. It stood up to any kind of test of time, you know what I mean? Well, uh, new, in quotes, uh, Machine is written by ChatGBT, and it is actually read by Hawkeye and BJ. Well, uh, actually, well, yeah. Uh, it says here Alda has a podcast called Clear and Vivid, and he decided to use the two tool to write a scene for MASH, and then he had the guy BJ on his podcast, and so they mm-hmm. read the, the script on the podcast. So it's not like a... The, right. they, they didn't, like, produce the... They didn't produce it, but I guess no. they could if they wanted to. Um, yeah. I just, it's just interesting, because, you know, ChatGPT has been in the uh, zeitgeist a lot in the last few weeks. People are just talking all about it. And, you know... What do you mean, Luke? I, I, I haven't sent you things about Shut Beach. It's not even just you. Like, every podcast <laughs> I've watched or in, in multiple videos... Like, there's so many YouTube videos now that are just titled This Video Was Written By AI or something like that, you know what I mean? Right. Or I wrote a sketch using AI or something like that. Like, that's a whole... It's like a... It's a genre of YouTube video at this point. <laughs> you know? It's like... It's so... It, it, Every podcast I've seen in the last few weeks has done at least something about it. So, yeah, um, it's definitely in, an interesting move in technology. There, A lot of people, specifically programmers, apparently it's fairly apt at writing code. Yeah. So, like, if you wanted, if you wanted to, you could uh, code something, but not actually have to write your own code, just have it do it for you. And as long as you are able to go over it and kind of proof check it to a degree, I guess, mm-hmm. um, it's worrying a lot of coders because they're like, I'm going to be out of a job soon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I was going to bring this up in the Jeremy round anyway. So uh, I said, tell tell me a hundred jokes about Norway. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's 
It said, I'm sorry, I don't have a list of a hundred jokes about Norway. However, I can provide you with a few clean and family-friendly jokes about Norway. But it, one of the jokes is not that family-friendly. Um, because, uh, for example, what do you call a Norwegian with a sheep under each arm? A pimp. How is that family friendly? I, I mean, it doesn't have any bad words, I guess, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think my 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 uh, my f uh, uh, my favorite one is why don't Norwegians ever <laughs> Norwegians ever play hide and seek? Because nobody ever wants to be be it. it it's that's a great joke. <laughs> I don't even. Funny, I, I don't get it. What's the What's the joke? <laughs> because you're not Norwegian, you don't get it. I guess I I, I guess I'd have to be Norwegian, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I I was joking with it, so I asked it, "Hey, why don't uh, eggs tell jokes?" <laughs> and 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 it didn't get it because it answers. Eggs don't tell jokes because they don't have a sense of humor or the ability to speak. <laughs> You don't say, right? No shit, Sherlock. I like the part where it's like, overall, the ability to tell jokes is uniquely human trait, rooted in our capacity of language and social interaction, and ability to recognize and appreciate humor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, AI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's but not yeah, 100% true, though, because I've seen... If you consider a prank a joke, mm. I've seen monkeys prank other monkeys, and like animals prank other animals, you know what I mean? Yeah. And get amused by it, even. Did you post a picture I sent you on Twitter? I think so. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. The one that it, about... Yeah, I did. And I posted about it About us. Yeah, yeah, and I posted it on Facebook, too. So if 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 uh, anybody wants to uh, go and see what Chat BGT thought about another uh, digital citizen podcast, either you go to... Facebook or uh, you at, go to Twitter. At Podcast ADC on Twitter, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've spent a lot of time on YouTube watching uh, Brutal Moose on his Brutal on Moose 2 channel. It's like his secondary channel where he does his VODs, mm -hmm. VOD uploads of his uh, Twitch content. Um, mm -hmm. And he's been doing, it's called uh, Bingo 98. It's like a series he's doing where he does a bingo game to decide what game he'll play. And then he'll, and each like course, because there's like 75 numbers. So he has 75 mm -hmm. different games to pick from that are all like Windows 98 based games. So they're all like old school, uh, kind of weird ones that I grew up in my childhood. But he gives mm -hmm. the chat, he gives the game 15 minutes and then tells the chat to, to vote if he could, should keep playing or stop playing the game. And so it's kind of fun because you never know how long he's going to play the game, what game he's going to play next. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's kind of exciting in the way that uh, any kind of like live stream is in, in that it's, uh, what's, what's a good word? Unpredictable. That's a good word for it. Mm. It's like, mm. oh, what am I, it's just uh, eclectic and just, you never know what's going to happen next. Uh, and I like a lot of those, watching replays of a lot of those old games I played when I was a kid. Also, that's just mm. nostalgic and fun. 
Yeah, no, I have seen two old TV shows this week, mostly. Uh, a show from 2010 called Lost Girl. Did you ever see this? That sounds familiar, but that's kind of a generic title, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is uh, at, uh, with Anna Silk and Christian Holden Wright. It's Canadian, uh, apparently. I don't think I've seen this. Yeah, it's uh, it's okay. It's uh, about like uh, this supernatural sucker bus uh, that takes energy from humans, and uh, yeah, and she has to like fight for her life in the as an underdog and like trying to find out. Oh, why she's she the became, good guy. Yeah. Oh. Why she, why she became the the way she did. Oh, okay. I was expecting it to be kind of like uh, uh, Jennifer's Body or something, where she's like the bad oh, yeah. guy, kind of. I love Jennifer's Body. <laughs> uh, there's definitely some drama going on between Moist Critical and Sneeko that has kind of yes. erupted on all platforms. It's on Twitter, it's on YouTube, er different people talking about it. Um, mm -hmm. Sneeko's just a dork jerk. I... I I don't know how they're even going back and forth because he's been banned from most platforms, right? Yeah, it's just... Just stupid. It's internet drama at its uh, finest, I guess, you know? It's just back and forth of just, like... Some people are kind of complaining that uh, it's kind of a dick-measuring contest or something and that they should... He should... Especially Charlie mm. should just stop... Just ignore the guy because he's, he's not going to... Uh, all he's doing is giving him like, you know, uh, free PR kind of. Uh, the streamer award awards was this weekend. Uh, some drama after that, where uh, Just Minx, Just Minx, uh, ruined the after party by being drunk and belligerent and. Uh, her best friend Cutie Cinderella just exposed her and just like. Oh, I heard something about this. Yeah, yeah. I heard the Cutie Cinderella thing. It's she went on a podcast and said something about. I didn't know it was. Uh, that's who it was. Just the Minx. Yeah. So is this going to affect like Creator Clash? Uh, it, they think so. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Okay. Because she she's a drunk. Like she can't. Like she can't stop drinking. As I understand it. Oh, okay. She's like, the problem with all the stuff. time? Or is it just like she was really drunk? I don't know. Because all I heard was that she was really drunk at She's this one... She's an alcoholic. Oh, okay. People say. I thought yeah. she was just got really wasted at a party. But if it's like a serious issue, then yeah. I don't know if you should be yeah. blasting that out on the internet either, though. You should probably handle that, like, you know, privately, if that is the case. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, that's. I think that's it for me. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, not a lot going on on YouTube this week. I looked over stuff and like the Charlie drama was the biggest YouTube beef that was happening this week. So, mm -hmm. and we already covered that. Well, from Norway, I am a fro. From the U.S. of the A, I'm Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.
Another another digital another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.